Hello and welcome. I am Caleb Ferris. I'm Candy Parker. And I'm Greg Osborne. And this is Action Surge, a podcast where hungover heroes and depressed demons alike can listen to us sages give shitty opinions on all things D&D. Each week we will discuss different aspects of D&D from character creation and world development to the ridiculous antics we have gotten away with in our own campaigns. And welcome back to Action Surge Podcast, everybody. Uh, today, I gotta, I gotta say there's a trigger warning uh, because we're getting spicy. And spicy, I mean really bad D&D opinions. That either we or have, good yeah, that we either have or are addressing that, that that already exist. And so, if your spikes tolerance is, you know, really low, this ain't the episode for you. But we're coming in with our hottest opinions our on all takes. things D and D. So, Greg, please start us off with with your, with, your, with your most triggering hot take on D and D that'll just absolutely get a chair thrown at you. Okay. Uh, warlocks are second tier clerics. They just are. They're you know, they're like shitty clerics. You <laughs> explain. Yeah, explain. So clerics are the class that pray to their gods, and they, so they have this long list of spells that they get to choose from. They change it up every day, and you know, and they have their these kind of amazing uh, god related class abilities that you know they. They're very versatile. They can be spellcasters, ranged casters, melee fighters. They tend to get armor and proficiency in weapons. I mean, they're just clerics are the bomb. I don't. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Clerics are fucking cool. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And other than but also fucking nerds. Yeah. <laughs> but but other than you know a cool story beat, warlocks. Or like shitty clerics, they get yeah. They they here you get a handful of spells. You can only cast them twice a day. And well, you can cast you, them twice per short rest. Per, per short rest, yes. And depending upon depending upon your game master and how often they allow short rests. Yeah, or how often just mechanically you're actually taking them. Because a lot of your party might be like, yeah, you're the only one who's down spells, so we're not going to take a short rest. Right then. It sucks. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you got You're, time to Eldritch Blast, I guess. I, I would agree with you. However, being a person that plays a, a, a warlock in a long-term campaign, those fucking evocations are awesome. Well, that's kind of the balancing and, point. Like, but, yeah. Right. So, so it's like, do I think I'm sending to four people... Oh yeah, the new Tasha's so the new awesome. Tasha ones are just make warlocks so more interesting, but I hate that it took a whole new book to come out. To officially make warlocks a little more interesting, yeah, but yeah, the sending is like my favorite thing. I'm literally using it constantly all the time, and it's really useful. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. not not arguing that invocations aren't cool, and and the packs packs add a, yeah. a different level of flavor. So you know you can warrior it up a little bit, or you can magic it yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. Or have a familiar, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, no, yeah. I I agree. I see what you're saying, and I like feel no, like I like. And and here's the thing: agree. I I played a warlock in a serious campaign up to level twenty, and I loved playing my warlock, but it was literally only to give myself a little magic. Yeah. Because that, because treat. it because it was simple as a treat. Yeah. yeah. I gave myself a little magic as a treat, and <laughs> that was it. Because the rest of the time I just hit people, and yeah. so. Yeah, I mean it. It's just to me the. Balance wise, 
it always seemed like a weird flex that everybody else in the entire D&D universe has this rigid spell slot per level progression. Yeah. And then you've got to have the warlocks, the old outliers out there yep. who, yeah. you know, yeah, they get some cool things. But, you know, I, I would say Devil Sight. Devil Sight is, is, Devil Sight is so freaking cool. It's, it's, a, it's a perennial favorite, but is that what... Is that any better? That's what second level, first level, second level. It's, you get that? It's a. What? No, I don't play warlock, so I don't know. It's, it's an invocation. It's invocation. Right. Invocation. So right. you get those at every level, pretty right. much. Right. Well, every other level. Yeah. So whenever you take that, if you took that at first level or whatever, you know, is that any better or worse than say a a cleric uh, of war that can just add a d twenty to somebody's to hit roll? Yeah. yeah. That's. Yeah, I mean, and that's only once per long rest. I get yeah, it. I, yeah, I think that like it, it definitely. Whenever you break down like a class by class comparison of like clerics to warlocks, you're just like, why would I play a warlock whenever I could? Whenever I don't have to be like, uh, I don't know. And I think a lot of people play like DMs, especially play warlocks as like you're like under pressure to this like magical being that like people lean really heavily into the pacts in like in an unfair way yeah and if i'm that just makes like sense, gods like, don't hold that over there right over there, gods like, are like hey uh be chill i guess and, and, a lot of, <laughs> and a lot of dms like don't even have that much god to play your interaction it's like why is why is the why pact is, thing? especially whenever you can have a pact with a divine figure yeah. so <laughs> so the my daughter ran a pact of the chain warlock in a campaign that i ran and it was adorable she had this uh, she wanted a uh a a shoulder dragon so you know she took a a pseudo dragon as Mm -hmm. her sure packed familiar and which is also the arguably the best familiar to have unfortunately like unfortunately because all the rest suck oh yeah (laughs) and it was great he he spoke with a, a a pompous british accent and he was you know he was kind of the a dragon jerk. or the, the warlock? The, the, the dragon. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and he's kind of a jerk and, you know, he's kind of, you know, stuck up. And, sure. And, and, and I'm a shoulder dragon. It was, it was hilarious and, and fun. And, you know, so for, from a flavor perspective, I get it. I get, you know, it allows certain things that you can't necessarily do in other ways. But I feel like, I feel like enhanced familiar could just as easily be a feat. True. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a homebrewed feat for a wizard. So you know. Uh... Yeah. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of things that warlocks have. Like half the reason to even dip into here's the thing. No one dips into warlock. Yeah, you shouldn't. No one dips into warlock because it's not a good multi class unless you really stick through with it, like I've done. Yeah. I, I I in in my you know well at this point well documented five hundred characters yeah I, I dip into I dip into warlock all the time but generally as a hexblade yeah always as a hexblade always as a hexblade you know always without doubt because of the cool features you get with it fighter hexblade paladin mm. yep sweet yep. all right well should we move on to the next hot take yeah. next hot take candy. Okay, um, my first hot take, which isn't super spicy, but we will get like, more spicy, what, don't worry. What spice level would you say? Like on a um, one to five? It's like, probably say, like a one, honestly. A, a one? Yes. That's, okay. that's not spicy. <laughs> it is a spice what? level. Okay, so okay. It is, okay, okay, no okay. That's true, that's true. All right, sorry. Okay, so um, it basically that, um, that too many players slash races have dark vision to a point where it's not a benefit and not having it is like 
detrimental sometimes. So it's like DMs can, and I and I have done this before too. Even though I stopped, I stopped doing it because I think it's so lame. Yeah, yeah. So I just feel like it's generally, it's it's generally. I don't know. It's not fun if you just can't see anything. Candace, I don't feel like I know you at all. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And I, 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 I heard was that agree. too that's, spicy? That's too spicy. That's too spicy for Greg. No, no yeah. I, I 100% agree. I mean, it, it's one of... So th- there are like three mechanics that I can think of off the top of my head that, you know, consistently get overlooked and ignored by most Dungeon Masters. And that's encumbrance... Yep. Mm-hmm. Food. Yep. And dark vision. Yeah, that's a that's another one in related to it. It's like if like I gave my characters a bag of holding like a couple weeks ago and I'm like it's it's my opinion that I do not care what is in that bag. It it, it is my opinion that it is never full. I don't want to know what's in it. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to deal with encumbrance. You're free. I don't Just don't to. tell me what you have in there. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it way funnier. Well, 500,000 500, pounds. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, like, I'm not going to let you put an elephant in it, but like, just like, I don't care. If you, your equipment is in it, it's fine. I don't want to deal with encumbrance. It's not. That was awesome. Yeah. Also, if your characters find cool things, they want to keep with them and all that, and you're like, mm, no. I find that pretty adversarial, and it slows the game down. Yeah. I've done that before, where I just went, I oh, know you can't because it's too heavy. And they were like, well, why not? We needed to do this and that. And I was sitting here, well, it's like, well, because the game said so. And then I realized, I was like, well, I'm the DM. I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> You're like, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. I don't know. And, like, the same with Dark Fish, and I'm just like, I'm just like, I have this cool, like, cave system, like, like, Ready, map, ready, dungeon, map ready for you guys. Poorly lit alleyway. Yeah, nobody can see anything. Cool. It's like, or it's like, or it's like the only person that has dark vision is one person in the six person party. Yeah, great. Guess we'll have to use the spells that allow us to see, but also make us incredibly attractive to creatures. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah. way I the way I combat that because only only Caleb's character in my campaign has dark vision, <laughs> and so I just gave them a. Uh, an alchemy uh, jug and um, some like w- magical lantern thing. Oh, you have some pretty cool lantern lanterns, yeah. And, and that we're just able to like, get, create oil at all times. Yeah, you can create oil with the alchemy jug and then put it in the lamp, and then it's like ever glowing yeah. or whatever for. And so it's just like that's an easy way to get over it because it's just like I don't want to do. <laughs> Freaking dark vision. I, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I have thrown gauntlets of night into campaigns. <laughs> yeah. You know. Ga- gauntlets or not, goggles? Yeah, goggles. goggles? I was like, wow. yo, gauntlets that just had like flashlights on them? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, because I, I don't want to deal with that. You know, it's. Yeah. Especially if you've got one, you know. Oh, the you're playing Gary the Human. Cool. Yeah. If you're right. doing a horror, if you're doing a fucking horror one. Do it, yeah, sure, absolutely. sure. Because what you can't see is scary. But like, whenever you're, you know, the Goliath fighter who can't see shit, you know that that kind of detracts from your play sometimes. And and and, and it, that can change if that's something that your players like want to deal with. If they if they want to track their like you know encumbrance and they want to like make sure that they have the equi- right equipment and they want to buy that shit and they want to have all the gear and stuff. If they, you know they want to carry the flashlight. Acceptable. Yeah. That is not something that I want to keep track of as a DM, so that's up to you, you know? It's so, it's so difficult, because, you know, especially in those cases where you've got the party of six players, and one of them has dark vision, and that person really wants to lean into, you know, I have this dark vision, and I'm a sneaky person,
person. I'd yeah. like to travel ahead of the party and scout right. ahead and make sure we're not mm-hmm. going on a ranger rogue. Oh, yeah. cool. You know, all right. Don't don't punish those characters by yeah. sure know, by just making it not. Yeah, useful, not or useful, whatever. or or that you know every time they sneak out ahead, you don't like it when the party splits, so you just beat that character up. So you just yeah. beat the ever living shit out of them, yeah. yeah <laughs> but it's also like fun. whenever that character sneaks ahead in the dark dungeon, then they're leaving the rest of the five vulnerable to whatever. So it's like yeah. if that's the game that you want to play, then like your players will have to know that that's something that they're going to have to combat. Right. So you know. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of different ways you can go about that. But yeah, typically I, I don't ask a lot about Dark Vision because, I don't know, in a lot of ways you can punish players accidentally through it. And I don't know. Uh, but some players are just really easygoing. They'll be like, oh, I can't see? I can't see. But yeah, me, I'm personally a little annoyed by it when it's like, oh, you can't see? It's like, oh, cool. Guess I'll just have disadvantage and do nothing this fight. Yeah. <laughs> um... So, all right, Caleb, you're up. Oh, spicy opinion. Number one, this spice level is about, you know, out of five, I'd say it's about a two and a half. It's about a two and a half. um, I just, like, here's the thing. I understand understand sorcerers and I understand bards, right? Uh, I understand where they come from, why people play them. They're super fun. I've played sorcerers and I've played bards, right? You've played a sorcerer? Like, in a one-shot I did a while ago. Oh, but okay. otherwise, I don't, otherwise, I don't pick him because of reasons. But it, 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 there's just this question of, and yes, they have things, and they have full-on, very well put together their descriptors in uh in you know all of your all of your D merch about where you get you these powers from and all that but compared to every other people that have magic in D, why the hell do sorcerers and bards have magic <laughs> it's just like toot toot magic flute and toot toot magic glute if you're a sorcerer it's just like they, they were born with it or you know they they you know they, they, they tapped into some sort of magic that was it but they don't have they don't work for it essentially and it's just this it's like privilege you know you're born with this like oh ha, ha, well my dad was magical and so am i and uh and with bards it's just like i don't know man i'm magical and hot therefore i get a guitar that allows me to absolutely obliterate my enemies and See, it's just i thought your hot take was gonna be rangers are a valid class <laughs> well, it's not hot because it's true <laughs> But we went in a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, we're just this thing where there's some people that play sorcerers and so many people that are like, oh, well, because of meta magic, sorcerers are, you know, why would you play any other magical class? Because sorcerers are the best. And to me, I'm, I'm just feel like they're so limited and the yeah. amount of things you can do narratively with sorcerers, I feel like are so much smart, smaller or just harder to come up with than every other magic class. Yeah, especially because they don't get that many spells. Yeah, they and don't. So it's like, it's like, and, 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 and you have to like, Every time you level up and get a new spell, you just have to, like, should I take a utility spell or should I take a damage spell? Because I don't have that many good damage spells. But, like, would it make more sense for me to take, like, something like Detect Thoughts or, like, something that would, like, be more good, like, as an RP thing? And and I think that's something that most spellcasting classes have to deal with. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I feel it more in the... Yeah, and bards aren't getting out of this either. Bards are arguably the best class in D&D. Why? Because they're broken and it makes no sense how they get their magic. Mm-hmm. They can just pick up. There's the, there's the saying that me and my friends say, which is that all spells are bard spells because they get magical secrets. Mm-hmm. They can just go, ha I guess I take a high-level cleric spell for no reason. Yeah. No reason. They just take it. It's not no reason, Caleb. They studied at a college. 
<laughs> when did they do that? Because they didn't go to college until level three, but they've been traveling with the adventure party since level one. Go state! <laughs> and they, they, go to, they go to University of Phoenix. Yeah, it's, it's remote. Online. It's remote. It's a, yeah, it's an online magic class. COVID University. COVID University. And it, it's just like... It's just those things where I love playing bards. I'm, I'm I'm currently actually playing two bards right now, in two different campaigns, oh, and man, they are. I was hoping you were going to say in one campaign is just yeah. Playing, I'm playing bards. Two, two, bards, bards. Yeah. two bards in a two bards in a trench coat. Two bards in a trench coat. Yeah, and but but it, like what I do as that bard makes no sense. And having to like, and I really have to work with the DM to make it make sense. Yeah, those from a narrative from a narrative from a narrative perspective, because otherwise it's just it's just me being I don't know uh, the the fighter from uh, the, the the Russian boxer from Rocky Four, whatever. It's just like he's just a guy who was made in a lab essentially to right. to, to be the best boxer in the world. That's basically what the Bard is. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like it's just made in a lab, and like that's how you explain it. <laughs> so what I try to do. <clears throat> Every time I've played a bard, which has not been very often, I, you know, of course, you, you work on backstory and, and all that stuff, my 14-page backstories. Right. Um, but uh, when I'm, I'm making one, I try to pull from uh, literature or uh, movies or books. I mean, one of my favorite bard ideas is the Gurney Halleck from Dune character. Oh, yeah? You know. He's just a fighter, but sure, you know. But but he sits there and he breaks out his guitar and sits down and just you know and he plays and he sings and the men get all you know worked up and I'm like, yeah, that's a bard I can play. I got sure. that, you know, College of College of Swords or College yeah. of, of uh, the fight, fighting one. I can't remember off the top of my head. Right, and he, and here's the thing: is that the history of music and especially music and combat and magic spans thousands and thousands of years as long as as long as humans have existed guys it's it's a rich history and that's cool but why the hell can they take magic from anywhere or have these crazy spells like inspiration and all that complete sense but where they get all this high level magic yeah. who knows yeah, yeah it's yeah it it the the locus or the the, the origin of the magic is not well defined and no and I, I see how that's troublesome. And that just bothers the hell out of me. Sure. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, back to Greg. Next, Greg. All right. But, uh, so do we want, like, spicy level... Are we raising two? the stakes? Two? Or, or do we want me um, to go full on spicy level four? Mine are going to get spicier as we go. So maybe uh, maybe second maybe secondary sec- spice. Okay. spice. Okay. All right. So, so here's, here's my, my second secondary spicy one, what, which is... What level spice is it? About two. About two. Um, I'm, I'm going to say... Eldritch Knights as an archetype suck. I don't know why any... I mean, obviously, if you want to be able to hit melee three times around, you're going to go that route. But then why why would you dip into magic? You know, if you want... If you want the armor and the weapons, just dual-class fighter and wizard. Just multi-class. Just multi-class. You know, it just doesn't... Mechanically, it never made sense because it doesn't. It's it's it is just objectively less good. Yeah, it <laughs> it, I feel like it wouldn't. Just it doesn't really level up proportionally. Not even no. close. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, I look at that and I'm like, and I get, I get it. Multiclassing is an optional rule, so maybe at your yeah. table they don't allow that. In that case, 
I would play a sci fighter or something else. Sure. Yeah. Some some other class, some other uh, martial archetype that. Or just or uh, I mean, here's the thing: is like when 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 Pact of the Blade came out, I was just like, why does Elder why does why does Eldridge Knight exist? Just, right, <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, it's you know, and, and as I said, Warlock sucks. So yeah, if, if, if you're looking at something going, well, why would I play this when I can play the Warlock? You know, something has gone very very wrong. <laughs> when the Warlock looks like, hmm, that's a class that I definitely want yeah. to play. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, yeah, I just I I don't like Eldritch Knights. I I uh, I mean, the the only thing they've got for them is flavor, and yeah. you can get that flavor so many other places. Better. Yeah, it's just like it's especially like in combat. It's I mean, we we had a someone that ha- that played with Eldritch Knight in one of your campaigns, and she, yeah, and she flavored her stuff really well. Yeah, she did lot. really good, but it was and also just kind of it sucked to see her character like. Um, you know, go for a spell and then and then miss. And that's and, her action. And like that's your action. And it's like when we know that she could have hit, like her character could have hit with uh, with a sword with and done more damage. And done more damage. And then and then you see them use the spell and they're and they miss. And you're like, so from oh. a, <laughs> from, a, from a metagaming perspective, the the entire idea behind wizards is they have kind of three three things they do direct damage area control and utility right so if you're going to take an eldritch knight uh you're going to have to be able to cast third level spells before you get kind of area damage control control the environment kind of spells and that takes you to level 13 as an eldritch knight that's just Ridiculous! You can't even cast through level spells. I think until like level eleven, right? Yeah, at level six, if I take five levels of wizard and one level of fighter, I get. You know, if I take the level of fighter first, and then all the levels of wizards, I get all the benefits of a, you know, almost all the benefits of a thirteenth level uh, fighter. I don't get to hit as many times with my sword, but I can cast fireball. Right. Yeah. yeah. You have access to third level spells. Yeah. So I mean, it just. <clears throat> does not from a mechanical standpoint it doesn't make sense i mean sure yeah. there's always there's always a narrative reason it, for I anything mean, Eldridge Knight, i feel like was just the, was just the archetype that got left behind yeah. that makes sense yep yeah. it got left behind yeah. and honestly given given kind of the the narrative structure of it it probably was the first one that they did and then and then they were like, that's cool. That, that, that's good. We're cool there. And then they made everything else just a little bit, each one a little bit better, <laughs> yeah. a little bit better. So that finally when they were done, the Eldritch Knight just sucked. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, hot take. That's me. All right. All right. Um, my next hot take. Is it spicier this time? Um, it's going to get, it's going to ruffle some feathers, I feel okay, like. Okay, out of five though. Um, probably like two and a half, three. All right. Oh, let's, okay. let's go. Let's go. Um, okay. So... Long, in-depth backstories don't make for better roleplay. You, you don't like my 14-page backstory? I don't like them. I, just, I cast like, exposition at fifth level. It's, no, it's, like, it's like, if you're creating a long backstory, then that's your character arc. Like, it's like, you've you've already made this great character. What do you have to improve on? Right. What is the next 20 levels going to do? Like, if you're already a hero at level one... Like, 
why are you here? You know, or right. like if you've already gone through all this shit, it's like, why are you here? <laughs> Instead of dealing with the shit in your backstory, yeah, that, that yeah. Yeah. it does tickle me pink when you know. It's like, oh well, I have to get stronger, and it's like, yeah, join the military. Yeah. <laughs> you, see, you see that you see that a lot in adventure league tables with very new players. Yeah. Who they're, it's not their first time, so they're not taking a pre-gen character. Sure. They're coming in with their brand new character, and they're setting it down. And uh, There was a TikTok, and I don't know who did it, so apologies to whoever did that. If, if any of you out there know who did this, please put it in the comments. But he was talking about his very first time. He sat down at this table with these uh, really grizzled players, and he sets down his character and his backstory. And he's like, uh, you know, my character was born of the gods, and you yeah. know, he fought these battles, and he's destroyed these legions and, and he comes flaming in from the sky like a meteorite and do a three-point hero landing and the DM goes and you impact doing yeah. you know 783 points of damage I only had eight <laughs> no, no, you're, you're dead so let's go ahead and get rid of that character and uh, make somebody reasonable <laughs> your first yeah. level that reminds me of I'm playing in a game now I think one of the guys that I'm in a charity with and this guy was his first time he's ever played D&D, and he was like, so am I supposed to come up with a, a, a cool name, that, like Elrendar the Ruthless or some shit? <laughs> and so, it's now every time we were dressed, like, at, like, at least once a game, when we address someone, we go, hey, Elrendar the Ruthless or some shit. He's, he's, just, he's just a druid. <laughs> he's just a druid that grew up in a commune, and he's a tiefling. So, like, hey, Elrendar the Ruthless or some <laughs> shit. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, it's just like, it's just like, allow for your character to develop. And it's like, and it's like, if you have come up with all of this backstory, where is the arc? Like, where, how are you going to change? Where like, where? Are you, and it's like, and especially for people that like continue to hold on to their backstory, like well into the campaign, it's just like, it's just like you gotta, you gotta allow for growth. You have to move, move on and change, like you would as a, as a person. It's like I understand that like there are things in your past that like, oh yeah, make allow you to hold on to stuff, but like. You have to you have to grow and move and and like act like you know you are improving like you're leveling up and stuff. And yeah, and this this just goes to just for general our RPing and we'll have an RP advice episode as well of just you know just like you are capable of growth of moving from this position that you are in in life. This is temporary. Same for your characters. Yeah. Right. If you think there's a decision that you're like, oh, I don't think my character would act this way uh, because that would be unbelievable. Like, we we do things that defy what we believe in ourselves every single day of our yeah. lives. You are capable of growth, and so are your damn characters. Yeah. Like, your your backstory doesn't have to define who you continue to be. Yeah. And that's, that's my take. <laughs> it's also annoying whenever your backstory keeps, keeps hampering the rest of the story. Or, oh, man. Or, yeah. like, every other episode, you're depressed because you're a backstory. Yeah. But Caleb, that's what my character would do. <laughs> <laughs> Blow out your kneecap. <laughs> it's what my character would do. Uh, Alright, alright, let's uh, move on to Caleb's. My spicy opinion, it can be either really spicy or not spicy, which is... What level? Uh, it, depending on, like, depending on who you are as a DM, this is either a, uh, it's a one, or it's probably a four for some others, and that is that... How we do weapon damage makes no fucking sense, such as anything that's a D6 or lower. Like, simple weapons. Like, like people die for almost no reason, right? <laughs> you can easily kill someone with a blunt instrument 
just as well as you can with a, a really sharpened blade because of how you use it. And yet, in the game, they're like, mm, no, D4. Mm, D4. You know, mm, D6. A spear, one of the most deadly weapons that's been used throughout history. D6. Yeah. You know, oh, but a sword that happens to be long. D8. D8, D10, a little bit longer, 2D6. Yeah. An axe that happens to be a little bit larger than the than normal, D12. And I'm just sitting here like, ah, ah. Well, I mean, it's obviously because it's not, it's, not the, it's not the weapon of choice. It's the person that wields it, obviously. But it's like certain, but I also don't get that either. It's like, yeah, can't yeah. I just get a weapon proficiency? And, like, and, and knives are so deadly, D4. Yeah. Right. Daggers, so deadly, D4. Yeah, not, knives will straight up kill you. I mean, in yeah. the world, they, they're just... They do, it happens all the time. Bad. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're actually more deadly than guns, typically. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you get stabbed, it's much harder to fix that, yeah. depending on the gun, obviously. Yeah, depending on the country, county, yeah. all yeah. that. But, but Okay, so so what would be what would be your fix to this? Do you think this would just be a, a set probably damage just, die? Just a set damage die. Like for, a, for, for quote-unquote heavy quotation, simple weapons. That's another thing I fucking hate, too, is the, like the hand axe. Hey, whoa, hand whoa, axes. whoa, one hot take at a time. <laughs> it's still in the range. It's, it's like hand axes. Oh, cool, D6. It's like, why? So many people have used hand axes forever, and they're so deadly, D6. Doesn't matter. D six. No, give everything baseline D eight. So now, the- and then, and then certain other weapons that we think that could be really used in a certain way or other, maybe might have my, it go up. My counter to this is that commoners have four hit points. Sure, but so we're so, not fighting commoners. But we're not fighting commoners every single freaking day. <laughs> nor nor right? have I ever fought a commoner, nor would I ever like want to. Yeah, so who, who have you attacked with an app? Um, uh, I can't yeah. say on air. <laughs> <laughs> but and that's the thing too. They're probably like, oh well, commoners have four hit points, so you know, yeah, a simple weapon like a dagger would kill them. And it's like, cool, we're not fighting commoners. Cool, my and the average guard, the average. Guard, which is a commoner who happens to wear armor, for some reason has over twice as many hit points as a commoner, even though a guard is a commoner. And so there's just all these questions of why do we do these things? Why do we, like, what if someone wants to wield a scythe, you know, a magical scythe that is a certain weapon that is, that is interesting? What if someone just wants to carry two hand axes but a, or, or a short sword? And a short sword being a D6 is just so underwhelming to I me. Think that, I think that kind of flows into how you define hit points too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think I think a lot of people because of the term hit points and damage dice, um, because of those terms, people think hit points are just your total body's health. It's the amount yeah. of literal damage. I, I stab you, uh, you know, you have ten hit points, I stab you for five points, I have cut half of your health away. But that's not how I look at hit points. Sure. What I do typically is uh, take hit points and you have them. Mm -hmm. And that first half of hit points, you're not even touched 
as, as they whittle away. <laughs> this is just your endurance, your ability to move and bob and weave, and that's why and swing and cast, it, right? And that's why your constitution plays into your hit points. But that first that first half, you know, if you're healing from that first half of hit points, you, there's there's no mending of bones or flesh. <laughs> it, you're just yeah. you're just regaining energy and and feeling. You're you literally know, resting. Literally resting. <laughs> you know, it's it's that second half of hit points where you're actually taking physical damage that could cause yeah. scarring and you know, I, all yeah, that stuff. This actually reminds me a lot of an episode of Critical Role I watched where a uh, spoilers for people where um, nothing really bad of it happens, but a, a sentinel essentially stabs through Ford, the the pack of the blade warlock slash paladin, and it just it's a giant golem stabs through him and hooks him, and you don't survive that. No. Something, something carving out a good fourth year midsection, you do not survive. There's too many vital organs, but in, but you know, that's flavor, baby. That's you know, that's that's, that's D and D for you. You know, right. for some reason, we could take this kind of damage and live. It's you know, it also a brittle mulligan. Whenever they complain about Galir uh, dying, they're like, they're like, how? Why is he so weak? And it's like he's not weak. He's a commoner. You shouldn't survive getting stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I think we should take a little bit of a break and then come back with our la- our final hottest takes. Okay, fine. They better be spicy. Okay. Hey guys, it's Candy here. And Caleb. And we just want to jump in and say, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review if you like the show. And on Spotify, don't forget to give us a follow and a download. And follow us on our social medias. Like Twitter at Surge underscore Action. And TikTok and Instagram at Action Surge Pod. Um, leave us a comment or send us an email. Tell us what you guys want to hear next on the pod. And back to the podcast. All right, all right, all right, guys. Welcome back to the final round of our spiciest takes. And uh, I would just like to say before we go into this this final round that um, this will probably be a reoccurring episode that happens every every once in a while where we just come up with more stuff or more people add us in the chat about their spicy yeah. opinions and we address them or yeah, just come also, up with our own. We also really don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Well, sure, like, certainly. D&D, you're, you are literally free to play it exactly however you want to play. And if any of these things are things that you like or love, don't listen to us because we're just trying yeah. to... There's like, there's no way that. to play D&D wrong yeah. unless you're playing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is that... We, we love to say there's no way to play D&D wrong because it's a helpful narrative for people who feel like they're really constrained by the rules, right. right? There are people I see playing the game wrong in that they are mean or toxic and are just not helping other people have yeah. fun at the table. That is the wrong yeah. way to play D&D. But I feel like a lot of our hot takes have to do with mechanics or rules. Or rules. Just... Not, and not specifically like how people role play. I'm sure, sorry. sure, but, yeah. But... Then again, you know, whatever. We can yeah. we and, can come And here's up. the thing, guys. We love sorcerers. We love bards. We love Eldritch Knights. We love warlocks. Uh, our warlocks. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, like, I agree with what Greg was saying about clerics and warlocks. I love my warlocks. So sure, yeah. <laughs> but, but but this is us just pointing out how much like we don't like about them and yet yeah. we like them so much just because we love this game yeah absolutely all right well greg introduce us to your just absolutely this is just a, absolutely burn us this is a four and a half maybe a five Ooh. Um, all right min maxing as a concept is dumb 
I mean, it it irritates me so much when people are like, oh, well, you know, they just optimize their character. You know what? Some people are optimal. And if you don't want to play an optimized character, cool. Stop fucking gatekeeping. Yeah. You know, play your character, play your unoptimized character who bumbles around and does whatever and have fun with that, man, because that's that's what the game is about. But don't don't try to drag other people down because they're not playing your way. Yeah. That yeah. just burns my butt. Yeah. It's like if you want to play, if you want to play like the min max character that, of your dreams, that's completely fine. Um, I, I like a little bit more like growth, I think. And I feel like min maxing doesn't allow for that. Like, um, I don't know, like arc necessarily, but I, like, I, I also like to play characters that do good, good, amazing things, effectual damage and stuff. I also like like that contribute to the party. Yeah. I also like it to make sense for my character. Like, and I like to envision them as like a growing person that like makes those decisions versus like them just like versus the player, like saying, this is how I'm going to do it. And this is how I'm going to level them up. Like, you know, you know, I, th- I think people, you know, should definitely give it a shot. And if you want to play a, a less optimal character, knock yourself out. But here's, here's what I have seen time and time again, are people who play, you know, I, you know, I want to play a dumb character. I want to play this, you know, character who's really good at the thing he does, but he's really dumb. And, you know, and they get behind that and they, they play that and more power to them. And I don't have a problem with that even a little bit, but, what ends up happening I see is they box themselves in to this character type Mm -hmm. and then they don't experience growth. Their character doesn't ever get smarter. They just get more powerful and dumb. Yeah. And you know, and it 1 million percent and it impact, it can impact the game. Now I would say that, you know, always you let, players play how they want to play unless it's toxic and and damaging to somebody else at your table um but if you as a dungeon master can't balance an encounter because you've got you know three people that are playing suboptimal characters and two characters that are playing super optimal characters then that says more about you as a dm than it does about their player choices you know because it's it is always possible to uh figure out an encounter that is difficult for the entire party, even the the bumbling characters, the funny characters, or yeah. whatever, um, while still being a challenge for the the difficult par- characters. And usually, just as a you know pro tip, usually what I do in those types of situations is I'll I'll break the bad guys up. You know? Sure, I, yeah, I'll have minions send the minions at the at the doofuses. Cool, yeah. you know, tie yeah. tie them up, and then you know the. Edge Lord Supreme bad guy is going to come over and, and womp on the two optimized characters. Sure. Because cool. it's not like I don't know what your characters are. I'm the dungeon master. Sure. Yeah. 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 A little, a little, a little meta ness is, is allowed. And honestly, I, I hate the word meta gaming because it, it's just so much of this rigidity in D and D that I think just doesn't belong. Well, it's also like, it's also like, Th- that that narrative, the metagaming like idea, only exists in D 
D&D. Like, it's like every other game that I play as a person, I am not worried about metagaming. It's like I'm not playing <laughs> I'm not playing Monopoly and then I go and yeah. have my little top hat go around like, would my top hat really buy Broadway Avenue or whatever the fuck? Like, <laughs> is that really his character arc? It's like, no, it doesn't matter. I'm Why like, am I actually going to jail? Yeah, like, what, <laughs> like, what did I actually do? And where are the police? Why am I collecting um, $200? I did not see a judge or jury. <laughs> like yeah. it's like no other game that we play has such a stigma around metagaming. It's like I can see my mechanics. Like what, <laughs> what do you mean? I can literally see my strength score. Yeah, it's like of course I'm gonna choose the like yeah. the the spells that would or like the you know. It's yeah. like, of course I'm gonna metagame. Like, what? Every, this yeah. whole thing is metagaming. And here's another thing, too, guys. There's nothing wrong with the 16 score. There's nothing uh-huh. wrong with the plus three. There's a lot of people who are who like just won't play unless they have a 20 in something, right? And right, and I, I understand that because there's a lot of people like that are that are like experienced in other games or just big gamers that come into D and D and they want to win D and D. And I understand that they want the maximum points for that. They want all the upgrades. You know, they want the cool shit, mm-hmm. right? Guys, there's nothing wrong with the plus three strength. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just <laughs> well, it's, a, it's also like that, that's, just, that's pretty good. That's in shape. You're gonna be you're gonna be doing damage, guys. Yeah. It's like, also like just go grind on Skyrim if you're gonna do yeah, that. Like it's like. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're playing a collaborative game where there's like it, where there's potential for growth, growth. It, yeah surprisingly or not and you know pro tip the DMs don't give ASIs just when they're allowed in uh, for yeah. for their for their uh, their what am I for their, their class, level of class yeah for their level upgrade. class upgrades like just give them simply because they earned it, you know. Yeah. Just after a while of time, it's like you know you've been doing this a lot. You get a plus one to this, especially especially if you don't level them up very fast. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, you know, and and also I will say on on the other side of this is having a twenty is fucking awesome. Yeah, having <laughs> a twenty is is really useful. Yeah, but especially however, for healing. however. All the players have different stats, and that, like, if one player or one character has better stats than everybody else, or a, even a few players, that makes the other players feel like crap. Yeah, especially because... whenever they step in every time and go, oh, well, I'm better at this, so let me give a hand at it. Yeah, like, that does suck, but, like, also... You know that is that is something that your DM is gonna have to combat a little bit and say like, hey, yeah. maybe everybody can have a twenty stat, you know, or whatever. And I mean, that's also why expertise, like that's the point of expertise. It's supposed to make you pretty good at stuff, but you get a lot of expertise yeah. as a as a as a bard and a rogue, and it, it makes little sense why yeah. other classes can't get at least one expertise. Rangers, yeah. rangers get them. Rangers do not get expertise. When? Uh, okay. No, they get they get certain advantage on wisdom checks. Okay. Uh, due to oh, favorite was, enemies and favorite terrain. I'm sorry. But, I was thinking. I was thinking. Uh, rogue scouts. Oh, they get an it. additional <laughs> expertise in uh, survival and nature. Yeah, I was. I was about to say. Which, I, I wish, Greg. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be really cool if I got expertise in nature as a ranger. But alas, nature is a uh, intelligence stat. Well, why not? Uh, oh, that's not nothing to rage about. What about a feat? Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, do you want me to talk about my yeah, yeah, hot take? My hot take? Okay, this one is one that I feel very strongly about. What's the spice level, though? It's probably like a, a, a five, at least. Wow. Yeah. That's super spicy and or disgusting. 
Um, okay, so here's the thing, is that, like I've said before, I very rarely play anything that is not a magic user. And as a magic user, I find it very <laughs> annoying. As a witch. As a witch. <laughs> um, I find it very annoying that I can't cast multiple leveled spells as an action. <gasps> Here's my here's my well, you mean, you mean in a round in a round yeah here's my explanation is if I want to like if I'm playing a cleric and I want to cast um like like a damage spell and then a healing spell or a, a two damage spells or whatever I should be able to do that and here's the thing you have a limit to the amount of spells that you can cast. Like, if I want to go all out in my, in, my, in my one round, then I should be able to do that. And But Candace, you can. You just have to take two levels and fight her. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, see, that's, how, that's why it's so dumb, is that Caleb plays, like, this ranger in, in, in another campaign, and he will consistently be able to do... 30 to 60 points of damage for both of his attacks. I could, because of like sharpshooter, because of right. Hunter's Mark. Because, because of my of, magic weapons. Yeah. But it's like, but it's like all of those things get to stack. And then, and then he, and yeah. And so it's like, he gets to do in, in a round, maybe, maybe 60 to 70 points of damage, depending on. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean with sharpshooter and my plus one bow, I have a minimum of 16 points of damage per shot. So, so that being said, why can't I, as a spellcaster, cast like freaking lightning bolt and then like. Which people can save from and you can roll very, very, very poorly on and there's no minimum 16 points of damage like yeah. I have. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like either way, I still have a number of spell slots that I can cast. Yeah. Like I still, it's not like I, it's like those run out. So it's not like. So would you, would you take a feat spot for like empowered spell that it minuses your to hit or your DC save by three or four um, and then it gives you a plus an automatic plus eight if it hits. Uh, maybe I would just rather, I would just, just rather, rather cast multiple spells. I would just rather <laughs> bonus action spells not exist. Like I, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, 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 not taking away their, I'm taking away the, the label of bonus action because I feel like, cause it's like, it's like a cantrip and a leveled spell. Right. But there are very few, there are no well, bonus action cantrips. Bonus action. There are bonus uh, action cantrips. There's, there's very few. Yeah. Well, true I, strike and yeah, very very few. I'm pretty sure true strike is an action. Oh yeah, true strike oh, yeah, might be an action. Yeah, that's yeah. why nobody uses it. Speaking yeah. of speaking yeah. of dumb things, I don't that my is. my hot take. Um, <laughs> my hot take. This Thank is my hot take. No, sorry, sorry, my bad. Um, but but it's just like there's nothing more disappointing than being like um okay, uh, I guess I cast Sacred Flame, and then I go, okay, it misses. Uh, I yep, guess, I'll, I do bonus, I guess uh, I'll do bonus action healing word on my colleague. Okay, that's six points, of damage, six points of healing. You just took 30 points of healing, but... Wait, 30 very, points of damage, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that, I, guess, I guess that's it. Whenever I could, like, it, cast, you know, like... A leveled spell that I could actually do damage and then do an actually good healing spell. Like, I mean, I don't think any 
healing spells are actually very good. But that's another hot take. But, uh, sure. like, you know, if I want to use my spells that way, I feel like I should be able to use my spells that way. And I know there's going to people be people that are like, well, it's overpowered, it's overpowered. Well, it's not, it's overpowered, it's not overpowered when the ranger does 70 points of damage. What's or, the, or the barbarian does a million points of damage. But it's overpowered whenever I want to do a million points of damage because I'm a spellcaster. Or whenever you just want to do a utility and and damage. Yeah, or like a buff it. and a damage. Sure. It's like yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't get that. You here's the thing, man, is that like especially whenever you're playing like uh, a support caster or a caster that can do everything but you need to buff your party. Like a and then, and, then, and then like you have to like your party a lot. You have to really be satisfied with spending an action, which in a combat can last a long time yeah. of you just sitting there doing nothing and just going, Okay, I cast slow. Um, okay, only one person fails. Uh, all right. Um, sorry, party. Where it's like, oh, I cast haste on one guy. Uh, go have at it. I'll yeah. just be in the back. You have your um, fun. I'm yeah. done now. And yeah. like, and like, obviously, people are gonna be like, well, that's why sorcerers exist because they have meta magic and they can do like quicken spell and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's cool. A cooking spell is not that good, and <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, I have to use like most of my sorcery points to do it. And also, like everybody, I feel like that it doesn't. If if sorcerers can do it, why can't everybody do it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's no, I, I totally get it, and you know, to a certain extent, agree because as a spellcaster, it, it it just sucks because, so because much to not be able sorcerer, to use to use what you have at your disposal. Even as a sorcerer, you can't do two-leveled spells. Right. The only the only thing that allows you to cast two-leveled spells is action surge. Yeah. Is action but, surge? Yeah. And it's like it's like I have a specific ability that allows me to cast a spell as a bonus action. Why can't I cast two spells? That doesn't make any sense. You, you can. You just have to cast the other one as a cantrip. Yeah, but you but you can't you still can't do that. Like yeah, you can, level spells. Yeah, you can yeah. you can't cast two leveled spells, right? Yeah. yeah. That and I'm like, if I'm using my meta magic, why shouldn't I be able to? Sure. Yeah. That's... It's, it just it doesn't it, like the action economy with cantrips and bonus actions and leveled spells don't make sense to me. Yeah. And I, nobody I, tried to explain it to me cuz I don't yeah. care. And at high <laughs> levels, we completely understand how like casting disintegrate twice in a row is super detrimental to, to your CR rating. <laughs> yeah. But, like, also at the same time, they're using up their high-level spell slots when they do that. Yeah. You know? No. And, and Counterspell exists. Yeah. And Counterspell does exist. I will say that... For you evil DMs right? out there, like me. There is a pretty cool combo of metamagic, though, I think, now with Tasha's, because Mind Spike is such a great cantrip. God, Mind Spike is awesome. So what is that? You use Mind Spike it, before. It's a, it's a cantrip. It does a D6 psychic damage, but it also causes the next spell oh, that they save mind, against. Mind Whip. Tasha's Mind Whip. No, Mind Spike. Oh. It's a cantrip. Oh. Um, Pretty sure it's Mind Whip. But that's a, that's a second level spell. Oh. Yeah, no, it's Mind, mind, mind Spike. Um, here, I'll... <laughs> we know... Okay, so correction, it's it's mind sliver. It's in it's a cantrip, it's one action, sixty feet, and you the target has to succeed on an intelligence saving throw, which is typically the one of the harder ones to save. Because no one has it. No, no one's one has a dump stat for <laughs> everybody. Uh, well, a lot of people. I remember with the wizard. Um, or take a D6 psychic damage and they subtract a D4 from their next saving throw 
before the end of their next turn. So as a sorcerer, you quicken spell something like Polymorph. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mind sliver you. Now you've got a minus four to your your save, uh, your wisdom save on Polymorph. Good luck, because I'm turning you into a snail. That's good. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's, but it's very, it's definitely very specific to that class. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's like it's only useful for that class unless you have like something, you know, schemed with another like party member or something. But well, that's sorcerer, warlock, or wizard, and that's yeah. and that's yeah, yeah. But, but just sorcerers have the quick and spell yeah. ability. Yeah, but that's that's like my whole like. I'm I'm just like I'm just like if I want to be able to cast two spells then I should and I understand that I understand that it's not it's not fair for everybody but also it's like I get to do that like one maybe two times max like I can't do that every yeah. round so here's my here's my counter hot take which is if you're playing a spellcasting class you're almost dumb if you don't take a two-level dip in fighter. <laughs> I mean, it just... Yeah, that's fair. Because, because that just... You get the armor, you get the weapon proficiencies. You get the armor, weapon proficiencies, and you get, to, you get to cast spells twice. And yeah, your spell progression is two levels slower, so you, know, you have to wait till seventh level before you can cast a fireball. Whoop de doo. Yeah. <laughs> you can still whack. You still have a high AC and can hit things. Yeah, yeah. But still, you but still as, a, as a warlock, it's like you still have two spell slots until you are level 11 anyway. So it's not like you have right. less spells, really, or like, you know, whatever. Yep, any, any caster. All right. Much. Caleb, what is our spicy hot take for your your last. Your last spicy take. <laughs> that was so painful to listen to. <laughs> well, then let's move on. <laughs> okay. But the thing is that if you have a character that experiences a lot of trauma or goes through something traumatic, or it's just or it's just generally for no reason at all in Edge Lord, you do that. You, that does not mean you have to be an asshole to everybody you interact with, let alone your own party mates, and subsequently then the players themselves. I've played in so many games where people are just like, oh, I'm edgy, um, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a no funny business kind of fighter or rogue, right? You know, don't listen to me or oh I'm not gonna listen to you or take your advice. I'm gonna go for my own Go fuck off. Just go play a video game. Go play a video game, man. This this is a, this is a group activity. This is a, you know when you when you're when you're kids and you go off and do group projects. You know when, you know in the in the sandbox and stuff like that. You're building a castle together. That's what you're doing, right? If you want to build your own castle, go build your own castle. This is not for you. Yeah. Like as a, as a DM, I will usually uh, I will usually give about three or four sessions of that kind of bullshittery before I take that player aside and, and have a talk with them about, you know, look, this game is about personal growth. Why don't you grow past being an asshole? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. like, and it's like, it's like your backstory does not mean that you get to treat people like shit, just like in real life. You having a traumatic upbringing does not mean that you get to be an asshole to people. Does that mean you could have just like carry that as your character trait? Oh, 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 what's your character trait? Oh, my character trait is drama. Is, I mean, yeah. uh, trauma is just like, yep, and this drama. one thing happened to me and it defines everything that I am. No, 
that's incredibly insulting to survivors and <laughs> and, and other people that are just like that like we we all experience traumatic things in our lives and we you know what we do we 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 carry on you know yeah and it's not to it's not to demean the the struggle and a lot of people use D obviously to work through their own pain and and hardships and that is completely normal and fine but also like be nice. <laughs> don't beat people up yeah, either. But that's... don't work through your trauma at the expense of others. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Do yeah. not do that. And, and, you know, don't slow the game down either through that as yeah. well. There's plenty of people who are just like, oh, no, I'm too traumatized. I can't go through this. And it's like, okay, then I guess your character won't grow. I, I guess we'll just have to keep dealing with you being sad about it until you're yeah. ready to face it in game. It's, I guess it'll keep being a specter that haunts us every few sessions. It's yeah. I mean, it's, and it's also like it's it's fun to look back and see how your characters moved and adjusted and changed. And I think that you know, allowing your character to recover from their trauma is will be beneficial to you as well because you can see growth. And you know, it's it's. D&D doesn't have to be, you know, therapy or whatever, but if you're if you're using it to project your trauma, then maybe you give yourself a little bit of a break and you don't have to re- <laughs> you don't have to relive it. You just don't have to do that. And you can just like And you can you can, you know, with with a good amount of trust and a conversation with your party mates and with the DM, maybe you can all work through it together yeah. in a really cohesive and healthy way. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of people that come in here with some trauma into D and D and are like, "All right, I'm going to heal myself," and then they take it on by themselves, and nobody knows what's going on, and it doesn't go anywhere. And they have, and they relive it, and over and over again. And you're like, you got to give yourself a little bit of a break. Right. You are more than your trauma. Yeah. And your and your character, you know, deserves growth, and deserves, you know, like this is this is this is like a. A TV show, you know, it's like you hate to see that one character that has just like the lowest self-esteem possible and then they just continue to have a low self-esteem and you're like, I'm fighting for you. I'm fighting for you. I really am. I want you to like have a little bit more confidence. Yeah. And then and then the whole time they just don't give that character any growth. You're like, why? I like this character. Why can't they grow a little bit? <laughs> and you've been doing awesome. You've like, yeah. you've killed monsters and, and you've grown and you, yeah. your, your power set is so much different from when we first met you. Yeah. Why aren't you seeing that as a character? Why yeah. is your character not seeing that? Yeah. Uh, if it's just like, oh, you know, my character would, would do this, right, man? Like, in the modern day, right now, IRL, do you put up with racists? Do you put up with assholes? Do you put up with bullies? No. Then why would anybody else's fantasy character put up with that shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it was one of those things where it's like, where it's like there was this one character that uh, was a, uh, being rather mean to my character and I, I i bought back and it was like it was and it was just kind of like oh well there's no need for confrontation and it's just like i'm sorry i don't deal with bullies in real life and i certainly don't with my with my freaking anime character yeah. <laughs> but let me get this straight i am currently playing a goliath who is covered head to toe with strapped on sharp pokey weapons and you think that guy is somehow going to be more tolerant to your <laughs> to your absolute <laughs> Or shit. Yeah. yeah. No, that's no. not gonna happen. He's gonna pick you up and stuff you in a barrel. 
that the imagery of that is so comical. It's a really like commenter, so yeah, like very much slapstick comedy. <laughs> All right, well, should we end it there? Uh, let me just throw one more out. I'm going to tie back to oh? Caleb's talk about. Wait, are you weapons. adding? Are you adding I, nuance to I, this? I, I, no. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. But I am going to say I would like to add to Caleb's discussion about simple weapons. Uh, just fucking spears, guys. Come fucking on. spears. Fucking spears. That that is such a D six. What bullshit? They should Horse be. Shit. They should be yeah. a D eight versatile, two handed to a D ten, just like a long sword. And they should have the option to be used as either a strength weapon or as a finesse weapon, strength or strength dex. or dex, yeah. because they're they're piercing, they're pokey. They if you can get them into the right soft spot, then yeah. with the right amount of, of, of with, with the right amount of finesse or with the right amount of strength, you're gonna you're gonna you're absolutely gonna mess, mess somebody, somebody up. up. And so. <clears throat> Oh, you owe me a coke. <laughs> so, wait, why do we owe Greg a coke? <laughs> you owe me a coke. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that was my last, last, last. Absolutely, last I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for making Spears sexy again. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so once again, send us your small businesses. We would love to shout you out um, on the air. Um, you know, send us your friends' small businesses. We would love to, like, you know. See, look at all the all the pretty dice and you know character stuff and minis, paints, yeah. saddle maps, everything, yeah. Just art, all that shit. You know, yeah. also you know buy it so we can add it to our own collections <laughs> as well because um, we ourselves are goblins. Yes, yes. Um, yes. So Caleb, uh, yeah, go ahead and look us up on uh, Surge underscore Action on Twitter, and then. Uh, on Instagram and TikTok at Action Surge Pod. Greg, do you have anything to? Not yet, but soon. Not yet. Soon. Okay, okay. coming soon. Greg has some stuff coming TBD. out. TBD. TBD. All right, guys. Thanks again, and we'll uh, catch you next time. All right.